Welcome to Empowered Thinking at Play. I'm Kim Nelson, writer, meditation teacher, confidence coach, and someone with a very curious mind. I'm here talking to guests and exploring what makes them feel empowered, how they've created a stronger mindset, and their interpretation of what empowerment really is. My guest today is Katie Bargett. She is a photographer and runs two photographic businesses. She describes herself as a lover of emotion, light and laughter, and a photographer of genuine souls. I met Kate when we were both travelling around Asia 16 years ago, and although we stayed in touch by Facebook, we hadn't actually talked until this interview. Hence, we had a lot to catch up on. So we talked about many things. We talked about Kate meeting motivational author Louise Hay and getting a hug, dancing among the Spice Girls and being sung to by actor Will Smith, her self-limiting beliefs being perfectly imperfect, living an exceptionally and blessed life, how lucky is she, and being captivated by photography aged 10 because of how it made her feel. She also talked about how she's reinvented herself during this COVID time with vibrational alchemy tools and learning how unimportant other people's opinions are. I agree with that. And lastly, being the creator of her own life, which she definitely is doing. Now, because of the time difference, Kate is in Sydney, Australia, and I'm in Antwerp, Belgium. There's a 10-hour difference between us. So the interview ended up taking place at quarter to seven my time in the morning. So hence, I had woken up and still thinking about a workshop I'd had the previous night. And there's something about that workshop that was still bugging me. So I had to get that off my chest. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm all right. I'm kind of recovering a bit. Um, so yesterday I did a workshop on um, challenging our self-limiting beliefs. Good workshop. But what happened was with Zoom, and I got kicked out of the workshop in the middle of something, and then afterwards I was like, oh, my God, like that's so bad. And then I felt terrible. And then after the workshop, I was like, because everyone like said they really enjoyed it, um, and thank you know they got stuff from it. And then suddenly, I realised my self limiting belief just hit me. This is Earth School. You're not you're not out of school until you're up in the sky. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so I just thought I was, and I was thinking about it this morning when I woke up. I was like, oh my god, that's just how strong you know, self-limiting beliefs are, it's just, we're straight on the negative. Um, it's it's how we've been conditioned and we don't, unless we are, see, it's, it's like we constantly have to push the barrel up the hill. We are constantly pushing the barrel up the hill and occasionally we get a moment of, oh, there's a bit of a plateau. So we get to rest, the barrel stays put, we can breathe and then we have to keep moving. Mm. and some of the things that are in the barrel or the you know where as you're rolling the barrel it picks up thorns and you know you kind of like every time you're rolling it rolls over your hand and you keep saying ow ow (laughs) ow until you realize you can move your hand and roll the barrel in a different way yeah I like that 
I like that. I was just imagining the barrel. It takes time. It takes time. Yeah, it does. And even though I'm a very positive and I'm a confident person, these things, they just, yeah, it just creeps up at you. When you're like not even realising. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> It's like the that washing kind of, pile. It just keeps yeah. creeping up on you. <laughs> I know. I can't stand washing. Um, yeah, so that's me this morning, just laughing at myself and the fact that my own self-limiting beliefs have just arrived. <laughs> However, you took less than, what, two hours or less than 24 hours to know that. The, that what you're helping others with right now is to have the awareness to be able to be the observer and have the awareness within a time frame that is applicable that you can actually do something about it or forgive yourself for it, which is really the, the biggest part of it. When, yeah, when you true. don't have the awareness, you just get irritated and it hangs around and it's just there with you until you can let it go or till you maybe someone else allows you to let it go. Do you know what I mean? So someone says to you, oh, but you were amazing and you feel a little bit better. Mm. True. Good point. So do you have any self-limiting beliefs then while we're on the topic? Oh, God, I must have. And and I'm a bit of a potty mouth, so apologies. But I have a shit ton, yes. That's the official term. Um, I, um, I'm i learning through them. And for me, do I have any? Okay, let's answer the question. Um, yes, I do. I, I have started in the last three months saying to myself in the mirror, not every morning because I don't always remember and I don't always feel I need to, but I say to myself in the mirror, you are beautiful, you are worthy, and you are imperfectly perfect. And then I'm like, okay, today I've got you. And I can do it, you know, because I know I have to remind myself though. And the biggest part of it is the worthy thing. Like I grew up in um, in a in a lack environment. We, were, we didn't lack anything. We were so abundant. We had a beautiful house. We had, you know, the cars. There was everything that was there. But the mentality was, it's not enough. Or I'm not good enough. Or you're not doing the right thing right now. It was always looking towards the negative rather than praising the positive. You know? So I, when I moved to from London to Sydney, um, I think it was within my... So I had eight months of traveling. And then after my first year of being here and really kind of feeling joyous and abundant, yet I don't belong. I'm up against the grain. What am I doing with my life? Why am I here? What's my purpose? All of that stuff that we just love to ask ourselves. I started going, okay, well, I've, I've got to get a handle on this stuff now. Like I'm mid, mid coming up to later 20s. I need to get a handle on this. And, um, and I started seeing counsellors and then, and no offence to counsellors, but I realised that I just don't like counsellors because they just make you reiterate the story. And yeah. we have to actually let go of the story. We, we need tools. 
You know, we need to understand ourselves and we need tools. Um, but yeah, coming here and, and realizing that I had a lack mentality was like, that's so interesting. Now I have something to work with because I now have, it's like a, a, a door had opened of the chapter and I'm looking at this chapter going, okay, this chapter's called lack. I want to close this chapter off in a positive way. How am I going to transform it? And you did. I, I spent a lot of time doing it. And, you know, it, it does creep in there every now and then. Like, geez, like I'm still waking up saying you are worthy. So yeah. whilst it, I've, you know, gone through and I guess nullified many of the layers within lack, that worthy bit, which is, you know, that, that final thing. And I think it also comes with age. Like we don't know what we don't know until we have an idea. And age is such a beautiful thing to look back and go, ah, oh, that's when I learned that. And that's when I realized that. And, you know, that's when I approved of myself. I'm okay as I am. I don't need to people please. I don't need to explain stuff. The people that I love and care for, I will always explain stuff to. But, you know, I don't also need to take anyone's SHIT, really. Mm. So, yeah. In fact, you said I'm perfectly imperfect. That's one of the affirmations I mentioned oh, to brilliant. the group yesterday. Yeah. Um, but um, there's a quote that I love from Louise Hayes. Yeah. And uh, she said, you have been criticizing yourself for years and it hasn't worked. Try approving of yourself and see what happens. So interesting. So I love that. I've never actually read that. I love Louise Hay. I've met Louise Hay, actually. Um, have you? I have. I'm. Um, wow. I've lived an exceptionally blessed and brilliant life, and I'm very, very grateful. Um, but I joined a company. Um, I think it was um, a couple of years after moving to Sydney. I found this this site online, and I was like, "Oh my god, all my prayers have been answered, and I can leave doing what I was doing." and actually follow something that I'm passionate about. And um, I sent them an email and I said, um, you don't know me from a bar of soap, but I've just come across your site. It looks amazing. These are my skills. These are my talents. When can I come in and meet you? And they called me within wow. 30 minutes and that was natural therapy. No way. Yeah. <gasps> and um, I was there for five years and I grew with the team and, you know, started new divisions and did lots of things. And one of the things that I did was all the events and expos. And whilst doing that and creating really solid partnerships, one of the partnerships we solidified was with um, Hay House Australia. And I still to this day have an amazing relationship with the MD there, Leon, who is, I, they are, absolutely amazing humans um they really care about what they do there's so much integrity that runs through that company and when louise hay mm -hmm. came to australia it was a number of years ago um you know i got to meet her and hug her and you know i felt terrible because oh there were so many people that wanted to hug this poor woman and she was trying to stand up from a wheelchair to actually give everyone the time and space but she's the most like her life story is just the most incredible like talk about always finding the positive 
like I've got goosebumps talking yeah. about it. You know, she was one of the, the leading people to help us transform ourselves. Yeah, oh, for sure. What did you feel when you hugged her? Um, immense grace and elegance and just, just I, I, honestly, I was hugging her, no, feeling like I'd known her all my life. And she was probably hugging me thinking who is this person (laughs) it's like there's the worthy thing there you go it just sparked up just then um she how did I feel I felt immensely grateful um I also felt like I needed to hug and then step back because there were so many people there and I didn't want to take up too much of her time but I was just very grateful to smile and look at her face and see her smiling back so wow your your hug story reminds me of a friend of mine and um she said that she'd met this really famous yoga teacher she wouldn't tell me the name for some reason she liked to keep it a secret so she said she met this famous yoga teacher and uh she did a, a like um like an a class with this famous yoga teacher and afterwards she felt amazing and she felt so amazing that she went up to the yoga teacher and just hugged her and said thank you so much and she was so surprised because the yoga teacher was like a plank yeah and wow. it really shocked her because they'd just been doing like really sort of intense yoga and she thought hang on a minute why is this person so you know like a plank is this person not what and she didn't feel warmth from that person uh but then at the same time I said well I think you may have shocked this yoga teacher by going up to hug hug her that could also be another thing yeah another reason when you hold Um, that space for that many people um Look, I look. I know some yoga teachers and some that are consistently consistent. They just exactly are who they are. And there are other people, and not even just yoga teachers, who have up and down days, but they still have to show up and be the person that, you know, I guess their brand is. That sounds so inauthentic, but it's for others. And not necessarily for themselves. So maybe when when she hugged that yoga teacher, who shall not be named, um, <laughs> maybe that person wasn't having the best day and didn't quite know what to do with it and had yeah. emotion going on in them they didn't want to portray. True. Yeah, very true. Yeah, wow. Simon or that you met Louise Hayes, got off. I've met a lot that of people. That is a story. I'm very, very lucky. All in Australia? No, actually, I um, I don't know why I've, I've uh, my, I, I got, I thought, well, I'll finish the sentence. Um, when I was in my late teens, early 20s, I had um, a really, well, I still have a really good friend um, who worked for Buena Vista International, which is basically the the movie side of, Disney um and they you know he would always take me along to all the premieres and this was in London so it was at Leicester Square and red carpet and Mm. it's because I I never got funny about celebrities because for me they were just humans they're just people they just have a different job to me and they have a much bigger profile than I do but um I never used to get funny so I've met some amazing people like 
one of my favorite ones. We had gone to the premiere of Enemy of the State with um, John Voigt and Will Smith. And the party afterwards, I kind of loved the parties afterwards, but the party afterwards, so I walked out of the Odeon arm in arm with Casper van der Verne from Starship Troopers, um, walked off to the next, to the party, downstairs, um, had oysters with Jason Statham. um, And then, you know, a couple of drinks later, I found myself dancing on the dance floor in the middle of the Spice Girls while Will Smith sung to us. No way. Total way. Like, um, yeah, I've had a lot of fun. I kind of reached the age of about 24 and went, okay, you know what? If this is it and life is done, I have had the best time. Thank you so much. That's brilliant. Love that. Do you miss London life a bit or are you quite happy with your Sydney life? I love my Sydney life. I miss my family. Um, I have 17 years now here. So it kind of has flown I can't quite believe that, you know, young me is saying that I've been here nearly 20 years. It's insane. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen you for 16 years. Yeah, it's insane. We haven't spoken in 16 years. <laughs> <laughs> so random and so brilliant at the same time, the way life just comes around. It really is. I know. Yeah. And yet... But because this is great. Facebook, we do the podcast. We've been able to keep in contact yeah. all that way through. Yeah, and I don't like Facebook very much, but I like that fact you can stay in contact with people. Um, I did a, an audit recently of my Facebook to see who I actually wanted on my Facebook page. Thank you for letting um, me make the grade. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because, well, yeah, quite often I think people have like a thousand or more than that on their Facebook and they haven't met these people, but I wanted it to people that have actually, that I've met and that I've got good memories with. So there are no strangers on my mm. Facebook page. Um, and yeah, so yeah, it's crazy. Um, and up until the lockdown, actually, I didn't really like talking on the phone. Um, I'm a bit of an introvert and I like to kind of just be a bit of a hermit. Um, but I realised over the lockdown that to to stay connected with people, I couldn't text or email. It had to be phone calls. Yeah. Um, and especially when I was, I was feeling really sort of low, I think a lot of people were feeling like that as well. And I just thought I need, I need proper connection with people and that means talking um but I also realized there's one time I called a a really close friend of mine and she didn't make me feel very good and I thought okay when I'm feeling low don't call her I won't call that person (laughs) yeah yeah so that was a lesson yeah that was a lesson for me just be just be careful who you call when you do feel low because you want to feel worse no very true very true yeah (laughs) Yeah, so finally chatting and it's just like, you know, we've known each other for ages and, uh, well, we have, but we haven't spoken. (laughs) So, uh, so it's great. But tell me about your photography. So I love the, the work that you do, your style of photography. Um, You've got quite a talent there and quite an eye. Um, So tell me about how that happened. Um, When I was a kid, I used to draw. Um, I used to be able to put something in front of me and just, you know, structure it 
I need structure and dimensions, I guess. In, not a, like measurement dimensions, but I have I have a really good knack for um, gauging distance. I don't know how, I just do. Um, and my dad bought me my first camera when I was 10. And it, I was just, I was hooked because for me, my favorite part of it was the composition. Like the way things, I didn't even know anything about Fibonacci sequencing or rule of thirds or anything like that at age 10. But I knew how it felt to create and knew how it felt to capture something that made me feel good. So I need structure and alignment. But sometimes if it's off center, but taken in a particular way, it feels really good so it was all about the feeling for me it was the first time really that I'd ever done anything that was just it was all about the feeling um oh. yeah it was really cool and so I wouldn't get the camera out unless I was you know on holiday or anything like that and I think when it really came to the fore that I loved it was when I went traveling which was pretty much just before well, no, it was like a few years before I met you because I went to Mexico. I did Camp America. I went to uh, Mexico and did Trek America. Um, and then eventually I was like, all right, London, see ya. I'm off to Asia and then I'm off to Australia. Um, and it was really through that. But then turning that, which was, I mean, the love of composition into a career, I never even not only considered thought of had any idea that it was possible I really didn't and it was my ex-partner who got a camera um because he was a graphic well he still is a graphic designer um and he got lent a camera so that he could um take some photos of the businesses so he worked for this large company that basically owns um a whole load of different office blocks and uh commercial buildings like not quite westfields but more indoor shopping malls and so he needed to take photos and then redesign the interiors so he needed to teach himself how to use the camera so while he was doing that i was teaching myself alongside him and we were teaching each other and we were posting photos up here and I, you know, I'd take the camera if it was a friend's hens or, you know, someone's birthday. And then we got like literally called and said, um, we've seen some of your photos and would you do my wedding? And I was like, um, okay. Okay. Wow. And it was literally like, okay, let's do this. We can do this. We can totally do this. <laughs> um, and I wanted to start the business for him because he was a graphic designer. He really didn't enjoy the company he worked for. Um, he got very frustrated with them. Um, he worked for them for a number of years and just didn't want to be there. And so I was like, look, you are brilliant at this and you can edit them and make them into art pieces. You have all the capabilities. Let's do this business and see where it goes. And it was just not his thing, but it was my thing. And I didn't realize because I was doing it for him. And when we actually split, I took a little bit of time off and then was like, you know what, I can do this myself. And so in 2013, yeah. Captar Photo was born. Captar is Spanish for capture. And um, I've 
slowly built a brand that I love and is known. It's amazing. Thank you. That's brilliant. And what do you love to photograph the most? Um, I think at the moment I am absolutely loving branding shoots because what I get to do in that is use my brain as well as my creativity. So my background is very much marketing focused. So I get to use my emotional intelligence to sit down with a client and say, okay, who are you? What do you stand for? What do you want? How do you want to be perceived? Um, and then we build it together and we create the shoot based on that. So it's kind of like a, you know, it's, it's your shoot you put together and I'm just asking the questions. So within that, I get to do headshots and, you know, I've just, I've recently done for a few nutritionists and so I've done food shots and then I've got like, you know, the fun social fillers of them on the phone or them with a client or um, them doing yoga and, you know, it's just, it, I get to do it all. Basically, I get to use my left and my right brain. I get to be yin and yang. I get to be, you know, bossy and direct them. I get to sit back and edit with my music. And like, it's, I work on my own as well as in a team because I'm working with them and it feels very collaborative and I feel very satisfied at the end. So I was like, tick, tick, tick and tick. <laughs> yeah. I think when COVID happened, um, because I do many different things in terms of photography, but one of my leading talents was as I'm an event photographer. So I'm a TEDx. So all, TED Talks, all the TED Talks that you see when they actually happen. Um, I'm one of the lead photographers there. At least I was um because mm -hmm. now everything's online okay. and so for me all the conferences yeah. and exhibitions and panels and you know um summits that I would from a corporate perspective be the photographer for um they literally just started crashing down like dominoes so I had to reinvent myself in in COVID time to make money we get here in Australia we get JobKeeper which is a very, very generous amount. If you've lost more than 30% of your income, they give you $3,000 a month, which is incredible. Yeah, wow. it's incredible. And, um, you know, you get that all the way through until they can't give it to you anymore, which they're saying is going to be the end of March next year. So that's giving us, which is amazing. Oh, cool. We've not, the 3,000 stopped now and it's now less so you'd get 1500 every two weeks now you get 1200 every two weeks then you'll get a thousand every two weeks okay. then you get 750 so they're weaning you right. off the the, the yeah. give slowly and slowly um yeah. but i had to find another way and so one of my passions was essential oils like i've used essential oils for like 10 or 12 years um and but mm. never really thought about it again as a as a business. And I got asked to join a business in 2017, and I was like, you know, no, I've got other things, other focus. Um, you know, it's not it's not where I want to go. And um, but in May this year, I was like, actually, let's give this a crack, and I'm loving it. We've built, we've got a community of just under 3,000 people. 
um, we're able to help people go from having, I wouldn't say necessarily a toxic lifestyle, but you don't have any idea of all the chemicals that you use in your house and the impact they have on your hormones, on your skin, on your, your emotions, until you actually start I mean, the the terminology that is used across the industry is ditching and switching. You ditch out the the toxic chemicals and you switch it in with something that's low tox or no tox. And so I'm absolutely loving being a part of this community at the moment and helping it grow. Brilliant. In fact, I just have balanced doTERRA essential oil in front of me that is my go-to I must use it every day I used it yesterday during my online workshop I was like sniffing balance like this is keeping so the roller that I've got here is um forgive with arborvitae and frankincense I'm Mm, oh my god I love it just like honestly they are I mean you'll know this Um, I'm doTERRA as well um but they are vibrational alchemy tools not only from a raising your vibration clearing through the emotion because they go straight to your bloodstream and they have the most there are the most impactful things i've come across so yeah yeah Yeah. it's instant yeah tell me about the um, when i saw you on facebook recently with the the other thing that oh you discovered. the herbal tinctures um oh my god this yes. so this woman who has created these tinctures she is she's amazing she's just i've come across alchemists um i think it must have been some point in last year um i actually fell out with um someone who was a very very good friend of mine and I fell out with him because he was so stuck and stubborn in his way of viewing the world that he couldn't hear or see anyone else in anyone else's way and I realized that some people can't be helped the same way you realize don't call that person when you're feeling low (laughs) um yeah some people don't want help but the ones that do you know, when they reach out to certain people, those people aren't always the best people like you, you know, figured out in COVID. They're not always the best people for you in that moment. And so realistically, we need to become our own healers. We need to become our own alchemists. We need to understand what is out there and know the tools and then have an idea of how to use the tools so that we can help ourselves. Because ultimately, as as yucky as it might sound but as true as it is you are born alone and you die alone and you've got to be your own best friend and if you can't be then you're missing out so what have you learned about yourself this year um definitely how important it is to let go and go with the flow and trust in what's unfolding in front of me 100 percent talking about balance, how important balance is, how unimportant other people's opinions are. And I think I'd also say how internal reflection and understanding, self-understanding is the way forward to external understanding. Nice. 
So what's your definition of empowerment? Definitely being the creator of my own life. I left corporate in 2012 um, and I realised that if my life is a painting, then I am the artist and I'm the one who chooses the colours. I'm the one who holds the paintbrush. Um, I, and like I said before, I really believe that we can all become our own alchemists. We always have choice. We just need to understand how important intention is. If we empower ourselves with intention and focus and understanding, from there all we need is action and momentum, knowing to trust, to listen, to feel, and just sometimes to sit and breathe. I think empowerment for me is being in touch with my body and my senses. Well, you've probably already answered this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What's helped you to feel empowered? Um, well, herbal tinctures, essential oils, crystals, awareness, trust in myself, understanding, telling myself that I am worthy. I've studied a number of healing modalities. I've worked with amazing humans. Um, I'm lucky to be inspired and empowered most days and being proud of who I am. And then the ripple effect that I can cast out into the world. I think, you know, when, when you think about loving yourself and then letting that love go out, and it doesn't have to be so gooey as love, 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 but it's so true. You know, you give yourself the time and love. You then have the capacity to give others that time and love. That's what helps me feel empowered. Yeah, that's true. Love is such a strong word. And then to suddenly say to yourself, oh, I love me. I think it takes a lot of practice. On the days hard. when I'm supercharged, super high and feeling amazing, like I could kiss my skin kiss all the way up my arm and I'm I'm, I love me (laughs) because I am I'm I'm no one else I know I'm kooky and weird and wonderful um I have total idiosyncrasies and foibles that most people would raise eyebrows to but I don't care I think that's the I don't care I love me for me and Yes, I used to be a people pleaser. And yes, I used to get so upset if someone else didn't love me. Um, I also think, and I think this is a really important point, was I've been lucky enough to be loved by two, I mean, many other humans, but two significant humans in my life. Um, One, my previous partner, and one, this partner. And... They're so accepting of me that enables me to love me that more, that much more. In the moments where I didn't have a partner here, I'd broken up out of a long relationship and I had no family here. And whilst I had friends here, some friends, you know, they're not always there. Like you said, you've got that friend in COVID who was a really good friend but just couldn't give you what you needed. Yeah. You need to rely on mm-hmm. yourself, but when you hear it from someone else, like whether it would be a best friend or a family member, you feel it. You feel that I am loved. And then you have to then you don't need to remind yourself you're loved. But when you're on your own and you're not around family, you have to remind yourself that you're loved. 
You must kiss your skin. Yeah. And how oh. can you recommend any life changing books? Yes. Yes. Any books that um, have really made an impact? Definitely on you? The Power of Now, um, Anatomy of the Spirit, The Seat of the Soul, which was probably one of my favorite by Gary Zuko, The Celestine Prophecy, Becoming Supernatural, mm-hmm. Ask and It's Given, The Sophia Code. Um, so many. Um, Power of Intention. I mean, I think I'm probably rattling off most of the Hay House books, but, and definitely you can heal your life. Like you can heal your life by um, Louise Hay was, I got given that when I was 14. Yes. And I was like, no way. Like, you know, biting nails means anger at father. Oh my God. Am I angry at my father? Like you just, it it allows you to have the mantras, but understand yourself. This is what I mean about us becoming our own alchemists. That book's really interesting because my mum gave me that book when I was in my early twenties and I looked at it and I was like, not reading that. And it stayed on my shelf and it moved with me, all my books. And I only started reading it a couple of years ago. I found it on my shelf. I was like, because I got really into Louise Hayes. I was like, oh, I've forgotten all about this book with the dust all over it. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I wasn't ready to book. read it when I was given it. Very rarely read, read fictional, but my favourite fictional book that was given to me by um, an old flatmate was The Bronze Horseman, um, which is all about love in um, Russia during the war. And it was amazing. Oh. Cool. Yeah, I'm not reading enough nonfiction. Although I'm reading Harry Potter, I'm going through the series, so that is. Um, oh, I love that. It's really nice. <laughs> really enjoying it, actually. Yeah. It's brilliant. It is brilliant. Yeah, it's my escape. That was a long. My time escape into kind of a supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. I love all the fantasy stuff. Yeah, me too. So are there any words or phrases that you say to yourself when you want to feel strong or you say to other people to lift them up? Um, To other people, life is full of limitless possibilities. I also say that to myself. Yeah. Um, What I want already exists. Um, What choices nourish me. Obviously, I am worthy. I am abundant. I am love. I am beautiful. Um, judge the day by the seeds you plant rather than the harvest you reap. Oh, nice. Um, change your day and repeat daily and it will change your life. So one tiny little thing per day, change it and repeat it constantly and it will change your life. Imperfect action over perfect action. Without vision, we simply repeat the past. If you don't ask, then you don't get. (laughs) And one that has always carried me through hard times is this too shall pass. Nice. You've got quite a collection there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do. I've been reading many books for many years. (laughs) All right. I've got some quick fire questions for you. Just say what's on the top of your head. Sure. What was the last photo you took? Uh, my dog. Would you rather be on a desert island with your worst enemy or on your own? On my own. What famous person would you like to photograph? 
Julia Roberts. Mm. What would be the title of your autobiography? It all worked out well. We are all in the process of becoming. What do you feel you are becoming? Oh. An inspiring human. Mm. Like. Very nice. <laughs> I agree. You are Thanks, inspiring. Yes, that was so lovely. Um, any? How can people find you? Um, I'm here. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Instagram, Facebook, website, um, email, phone. You can just rock up at my door, but it might be a bit hard to get into the building. Um, <laughs> And otherwise on at a cafe, picking up a coffee to walk my dog. Okay. What's your uh, so Instagram you handle? Actually, I've got a few. Okay. <laughs> um, at K Barget. So just initial K-B-A-R-G-E-T. Um, for Captar, it's at Captar Photo, C-A-P-T-A-R Photo. There's Katie Barget Photo. Um, and the one that I'm just starting to build up at the moment is at Invoking Alchemy. Nice. Thank you. Been great talking Thank you. with you. I've enjoyed this conversation so. immensely. And uh, I've been smiling all the way through it. <laughs> good. That's always a good sign Me of a too. conversation when you're smiling. Yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> Definitely check out Kate's website and her social media to see what she's up to. And also, if you're interested in empowering yourself that bit further, you can check out my website, which is Mindful Thinking at Play. And I've got a few online courses you might be interested in. Until next time.